0: Hey all, welcome to our episode recap of How Not to End the World, where two of us from the show sit down to BS about the game and our characters, and then cut out all the boring parts so it's actually worth listening to. We just finished episode 21, titled Discovery, and I'm here with Abby today, playing Rhea on stream, who you can find at Drunk Mabel Pines on Twitter. Come pop in during our viewer game, How to End the World, and maybe she'll even get you a drawing of your character in what we've started calling hashtag Rhea Doodles. Anyways, to kick this off, Abby, why don't you tell us what happened last game according to Rhea?
1: Well, I think the the thing that was most exciting from Raya's perspective, in terms of like Raya's narrative, it was uh, really cool to have a little bit of time to interact at the monastery, and continue to explore like the the seeking that Raya is on, and the relationship between Raya and Nala. But I have been itching for, and um, some alone time with Brandon in the cell for us to try to work on that relationship
0: since all right yeah you two had a sweet moment
1: yeah i'm trying to I've, I've wanted to for a while but the timing wasn't right and it just made sense last week so i was really happy we got to have that little moment um you know Brennan's like yamitri's oldest friend even though they're not really friends right now
0: yeah um, but and like so there was that fight when, you know, Brandon was doing the evil in the underground, trying to be the main, you know, sorcery wizard person conducting all these rituals that have been happening.
1: Yeah. He's all like occulty magic and, and spooky scary.
0: Yeah. So like, you know, after you all captured him, dragged him to the monastery, you just kind of like locked him in this room. So like, what's your game plan there, though?
1: Right. Um, that is definitely, I feel like we kind of did a set it and forget it. Um, Which was probably not great. Uh, So I do think that as a group, we need to circle back and um, talk more about moving forward. I think kind of... Well, we already know
0: Piotr's going to vote for burning.
1: Yes. Piotr reminds me of this one character in Prince of Tennis who just like every time he touches a tennis racket he's like a burning. I feel like that's Piotr. <laughs> Timothy. <Duty. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I think the group's mentality has kind of been oh maybe if we resolve this whole ritual and and prevent the blood sister god from being sprung free from her cage or, or as we recently learned in our most recent session um, we could maybe not prevent her from being sprung from her cage but we could alter her alignment so that she'd be on the side of good, right? I think um, maybe we're just trying to like wait until the result of that happens before determining what to do with Brandon. But I know that Rhea and Yamitri had a conversation a few sessions ago that was um, a little bit more focused on rehabilitation of Brandon, right? Like we don't want Ymitri to have to lose this very important person in his life. And we want to see if we can kind of bring Brandon back out of his dark place and, and into a more functional member of our dysfunctional society that we're living in. Right. Um, But make him not a anarchist culty dude. I think that's the goal. So For that to happen, there's going to need to be a lot of positive interaction with him. Otherwise, like that's the only way we stand a chance, right? So yeah, uh, for Rhea's narrative, last session was, it was just really cool to have that time with Brandon, I guess, to kind of move that plot point forward a little bit. um, Yeah, yeah. And get a glimpse. And then from Abby's perspective, I loved meeting Ethren, and just, uh, I just felt like that was really cool. I felt like, Um, You know, we had learned that he would be coming to help us quite a while ago in real life, but Mm -hmm. we've been moving through in-game time pretty slowly. Yeah. So (laughs) so it was like months ago that we thought this dude was coming, and it's been like a week or something, which, you know, makes sense. He's far away, and we've been moving through game time pretty slowly, but it was cool to to add that um, new flavor to our party dynamic and to get a little bit more... Of an idea of who Lysta is when she's you know in a scenario where she's able to be more herself right and not yeah. i feel like kind of in city she's like a fish out of water <laughs> so many fish people
0: yeah so so you have Ethren, who's you know Lysta your party member's former mentor and like you know he's an elf from and uh from a druid circle and you know there's just like this it's it's very a very different person from who Rhea is. So what's Rhea's opinion on Ethrin?
1: Um well so so far, the I think Rhea's biggest takeaway from him is like his focus and dedication to the god he follows, right? hmm Guy all the streamlined man. And Rhea's, like never seen someone pray to a god and actually like heard the god respond in kind right um so i think ray is a little bit in awe of him right now <laughs> and maybe if you look deep there might be some jealousy there <laughs> because <laughs> you know uh, the gods are a pretty central part of the monastery that that she grew up in and and a pretty central part of her culture and her lifestyle so you know it's like oh dude like Gael talks to Ethren like, what's, it, who talked to Lysa again? It was... Hortus. Hortus, that's his name. Yep. And then Gordon and Kak talk to Milo, and like, these other people in the party, like, yes, Ethren, you know, is is obviously pretty dedicated to to the divine, like, he pretty much embraces that in his lifestyle, but the other two don't, whereas Ray is like... Lived it and like been a really religious person her whole life and gets no attention, and that's fine, it makes like good balance and a good like conflict. But yeah, I think there's some jealousy there. And she's, um, <laughs> I mean, she's 18, that's gonna come out, <laughs> like, she's not flawless, she's definitely not always great about <laughs> responding to certain things. So, yeah, yeah. Well, how about Ethren's song though? That was delightful i loved it
0: yeah for context i didn't warn most of the cast about this and about halfway through the episode i pulled out my guitar and was like okay now everybody close your eyes we're going to commune with the gods now
1: (laughs) and i was totally like just expecting like some sort of you know like some background strings music right um for ambiance That would have made total sense on, like, a silent prayer, right? Or, like, spoken word over it. it. Nope, we got, like, a full-on, like, rock ballad. And it was awesome. It was (laughs) so great.
0: Yeah, it was really fun writing that. Like, you know, thinking about, like, okay, so how can I turn this concept, which is that um, followers' adherence of Gael... Uh, communicate with him through song and you know this was just supposed to be like a cute little detail that I was nobody who ever played in this setting was ever supposed to like actually act on and I was taking a walk one day and I was like but what if we did and so figuring out like how to incorporate that into something was definitely something that I have one never done before and two very entertaining
1: yeah, it was it was really great. I think one thing that's kind of cool about doing something like that is a lot of time was if you sit down and, and write songs. And I don't really play very many instruments, but I still write a shit ton of songs because I sing to myself all the time in the car, in the shower, whatever. I like being a lyricist, okay, but I I don't usually get to deal with such whimsical. Con- like subject matter and content right <laughs> so I think it was it, it was really fun to like have this well thought out and planned song that was just you know talking about like a counter ritual and how do we prevent this cult from being successful I I don't know I thought it was delightful <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's definitely something that I want to keep on doing in the future. Like, you know, I've been thinking about, okay, so, you know, we have this climactic scene coming up. And of course I have to top myself.
1: Especially while Ethren's still like working alongside the party, right? It's a good opportunity.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Act two. Um, but also like you know trying to tie in with um you know maybe we have some character arcs that like we kind of see where they were going so -hmm. it might be fun to like you know maybe partner with one or two of the people and just like hey let's come up with a song to sing about how your character's feeling about shit
1: oh my god i would have so much fun with that ian you can't tease this and then not follow through not to me (laughs) we're committed now
0: (laughs) I mean just 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 tell me what we're doing and we'll we can work on it.
1: Awesome. I'm about it. We're <laughs>
0: friends, we live in the same state, we can make this work. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um so you have this ritual coming up. The the blood mother who's been in the background like the background big bad threat this Mm -hmm. whole time uh, being pulled in chunk by chunk into this world and finally the twisted fang is getting ready to yank the rest of her soul over to this side of reality and put her back together again and sicker upon the poor inhabitants of aquila
1: yeah i mean who wouldn't want the blood mother to reign over aquila right (laughs) i don't know
0: So she's coming, right? And you have this counter ritual, and yeah, what are your predictions for how that's gonna go down?
1: Oh man, well, I'm really hoping that we're successful. The thing about the counter ritual is like really cool, right? Because prior to learning about it, we could really only make plans in terms of like trying to stall things. We weren't a strong enough or a large enough force to like really take down all of these cultists realistically, because uh, because they can do they can pack a punch. <laughs> um but even with Etherin's help you know like cause, cause it's only one more person uh you know we were feeling pretty screwed but the thing about the cutter ritual is that it has to be done basically around the same time that they're trying to do the regular ritual so i kind of have this mentality that any small thing going wrong means it fails and like you know like if we're committed to doing this that's great because it's a more permanent solution to the problem but it's also way more risky yeah so yeah um i think if we can work together and if my if my dice can decide once again to appreciate me as a person then then hopefully we'll be successful but i think there's a pretty i I don't know i feel like there's a lot of opportunities for it to go wrong okay i i'm i abby and tentative and a little scared
0: i'm, I'm hearing qualified pessimism how's that
1: <laughs> i think yeah i think rea is probably a little bit more optimistic than abby is about our chances
0: anyways that's all we have for you this week be sure to tune in next wednesday to catch the ramp up to the final showdown of the maleficum summons arc and until then keep staying awesome